What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guides, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. This is your host, Just GQ here. I will be the featured host today, or the featured guest today, as well as we review the Cayman Islands. So I know a lot of you have seen on uh, IG the pictures that I've been posting. Uh, this was my Memorial Day, or excuse me, my Labor Day trip, the end of summer, not the beginning, so my bad. <laughs> um, but before we jump into that, just let's catch up a little bit. You know, I know I missed y'all last week, um, but we've got some, you know, we got some new episodes that are coming up, and so we just had to, like, rebuild the kitty a little little bit so no worries uh definitely trying to figure out how we can hit y'all with a bonus episode as well you know because i feel bad let's uh, want to make up for for last week and want to make because we've been hitting y'all with new episodes every week so you know i we just want to make sure that we're working uh consistent with that with that cadence but first i gotta tell y'all about my experience with frontier now these uh yes i said frontier but these these types of Airlines are not, it's not something I frequent. It's no secret. I am a Southwest loyalist for the most part internationally, which they are working on. Um, I will typically go American or Delta. However, I was trying to go to Vegas. And I don't know if some of y'all remember that sad, sad story where uh, Google Chrome autofilled my dates after I had booked another flight. For, after I booked this flight, actually, for Labor Day. Um, and it, it was set for the wrong dates. So, you know, I cannot, one thing that I cannot say, that I cannot talk bad about Frontier about is their customer service because they, they allowed me to just rebook. They did not charge me anything extra. They waived their $99 change fee. And so I rebooked for, um, to go to Audacity Fest in Oakland for this past weekend. I'm getting to, I leave working time. I'm on the train. I'm heading to, uh, to O'Hare and then I get an alert and it says your flight has been delayed by three hours. And I'm like three hours, like what I'm gonna do with that? So like, I know I have a, a connection in Denver and that it will cause me to miss. So I, you know, calmly go up to the, uh, and I mean that very, very sincerely. I calmly go up to the, to the customer service desk, I'm like, hey, you know, this is the situation. Like, I, I'm supposed to be heading to um, Oakland, and, you know, I'm not going to be up. I'm going to miss my connection in, in Denver. So she looks at it, and she's like, yeah, you're not, you're not going to make that. I was like, thank you. Um, <laughs> and then she says, well, uh, you can stay in Denver, and we can get you there tomorrow night at uh, 6 p.m. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, that, I was like, that, that defeats the whole purpose of me going, and I'm going to be flying back out at um, on, on on Sunday night. So graciously, again, no shade to Frontiers um, customer service. She just gave me a full refund. I heard cash. I was like, yes, please, and bounced. I got up out of there very quickly uh, for to enjoy a weekend at home. Now, I am very sad that I was not there for Audacity Fest. I have been talking about that on here for a while, um, and so I was definitely looking forward to it. Additionally, uh, International P, uh, YP Music, as well as Kenny Dream, we were all supposed to link, link up. They went to the Stanford-USC game, which I was excited about, uh, as well as, you know, just generally, like, fellowshipping and kicking it you know it's always good fun um especially out in the bay i got some good friends out there um but to have 300 extra dollars in your pocket (laughs) and be heading home where you can control your spending i mean that is 
That's amazing. So I was, I took, I took, uh, you know, I, I definitely maximized. So I was very happy about that. Um, anywho, you know, for, I'm probably not going to be flying Frontier anytime soon just because it was, uh, there were two failed attempts and that's really all that I need. Additionally, I was stressed, bruh, stressed about this bag situation because y'all know I, I don't want to. I was absolutely not going to pay. They, so basically, you get a personal item with them, and then you have to pay $35 for uh, a backpack. And a personal item is like how they define it as a purse, a laptop, bag, X, XYZ, whatever. Um, and the backpack is separate. So what I did was I took it to the measurements because I was like, I'm definitely taking a backpack, and I'm definitely not paying you all for a backpack. But I will sacrifice my carry-on, you know, my uh, my roller bag, uh, because I know that would be, I think it's an extra... 50 bucks, 50, 60, something like that. It's, it's high. It, I mean, it adds up on you very fast and you have to pay for your seats and like all that stuff. It's a very, it's an a la carte airline as I like to call them. But I packed my backpack as tightly as I possibly could and I took a ruler to it and was just trying to figure out like, are the dimensions okay? And I knew I was probably going to have to, I was going to be in violation slightly and then had to finesse the rest, but bars, but I was just, it it was just, I I wasn't going to uh, not go without a backpack and I was not going to pay the $35 unless they forced me to. So all in all, I mean, I'm not mad. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sad. I didn't get to see Evie and crew and just really experience their, the first annual audacity fest, but I'll be back there next year, or I will be there next year, I guess is a better way of putting it. Uh, you know, and so all in all, and I got content, so it was like, it's all good, it's win-win. You gotta look at the ha- at the glass as half full versus half empty, you know? So, speaking of baggage fees, I was reminded again what a rip-off they are uh, the other day. I, I saw an article that talked about the um, the baggage fee revenue that these airlines are pulling down, and the numbers are staggering, to say the least. So in 2016, uh, airlines as a whole uh, gained or generated $4.2 billion, billion with a B, like Billy, billion dollars in baggage fee revenue. That means that the people are paying these these cats for, for over four billion dollars to, to check a bag. To check a bag. Like you guys could very easily I don't know. And then in twenty seventeen it went up to four point five billion. So it's on the rise. We we got trending up baggage fees, which means that people don't know how to pack. And that's why that's why you can easily save a ton of money. Get yourself you could use that money on vacation. You could use that money on the Uber and just save the rest. Like you there are so many other uh things that you could do with you know, I, I think it's thirty five dollars, twenty twenty five to thirty five for a first bag uh on the majority of these airlines. Uh and that's not to mention a second bag, third bag, because some people just like pack their life in in their bag when they go on trips. And I I can't shade them because I used to be the same way, but I have been reformed. And so that is why I'm trying to bring y'all the good news. That you don't have to pay these fees. You can you can pack smartly. You can roll versus fold. You can get a smaller bag, which can constrain your packing. You could use a backpack as opposed to uh, uh, um, a full fledged suitcase. Now, all these things are, um, you know, tools and tips that can help you. Additionally, the travel guides already gave you two episodes on how to pack efficiently. One featuring the lovely uh, Abby Nick and. 
you know, I was hosting the other one for the fellas. So either way, you have the tools to be successful. We want you to be successful. Stop giving these airlines money. <laughs> you know, and additionally, in a side plug, uh, that means I gotta go to work here pretty soon. But uh, and we know that bags fly free with Southwest, so you know, use them. If it's, I mean, they're trying to they're trying to do it for the people. That's the airline of the people. So, just something to keep in mind uh, moving forward. I was actually reminded of this as I mentioned. I'm, I went to the Cayman Islands for Labor Day weekend. And a friend I was traveling with pulled up to the airport with one of these humongous roller bags uh, that actually didn't have a whole lot of stuff in it, which was which just kind of kind of blew my mind a little bit. But this just that experience just like I told y'all, like you know, I've I've had now I've had I got global entry right as we were starting the podcast, um, and so it's been like two it was 2016 when i when i uh when i got global entry which then gave me tsa pre-check so i haven't stood in a line no flex in quite some time so like i don't unless the tsa line gets too backed up because people want to you know everybody want to be vip and then i just slide back into the general admission line so i can get through more quickly um i haven't stood in a line in quite some time or wait or checked in because I, I check in online I'm carry on only and I'm TSA pre-check so my airline my my path to the gate <laughs> is pretty quick you know it's, 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 I'm, I'm in the I'm in the HOV lane but this experience was just good and grounding me in like true airline practices so I'm gonna take y'all through the journey so first uh, we get to the airport it's like it's mad early you know but because the flight leaves at like at six, I believe. So we get there at like at like late four, like four forty-five, something like that. And almost get checked at the gate because the gate attendant or the uh, the customer service rep is basically saying like you have to be here. This is an international flight. You got to be here two hours ahead. Now, what you have to do two hours in advance is check in. Message. Not necessarily have a have a boarding pass or uh, you know or be at the gate. You just have to check in two hours ahead of time. However, when you're checking a bag, then that counts as part of the check-in process. So thus, you have to be there in person two hours ahead of time. That was something that I had honestly forgotten about, and um, and it almost it could have been bad. It could have been bad, but it was it was minor. The airport was fairly empty, and a lot of those rules are arbitrary. So, like they can flex them for you if they if they need to. Trust me, I've been to. A, I pulled up to a gate on, trying to get a connection, and the door was closed, and they reopened it, which is something that they say, quote unquote, we just can't do it. So I'm sorry, and it's like, and that's just not that's not reality. But either here nor there, if you want to save yourself a headache, just keep that in mind. Secondly, checking checking the bag adds time to when you're getting to the to the gate. Then we go to uh, the line. I dip for TSA pre-check. They go to the regular line and it's like, I mean, concourse to concourse. Like it was straight it was the long it was the longest the longest security checkpoint line I had ever seen in my in my life. Like it was it was insane. But they had to finesse it. They got through and it was it was all good. But while I'm waiting, I'm just like, man, I, I I was just very grateful for having TSA pre-check because, I mean, there have been times when I definitely would have missed the flight had I not been able to to skip the line or uh, in the and in this case was was one of them. Like if I had to wait in that long line, like 
you know, you that's when you're in a situation where you have to ask, like, hey, my flight leaves. You have to ask people in line, like, hey, my flight leaves thirty in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Like, can I please jump up? Can I please jump up? Can I please jump up? And sometimes people are nice to you about it. Sometimes they're not. You know, it just it just depends on, on who. But the fact of the matter is, at that point, it's out of your control. And you're just depending on the kindness of others, which, given the current landscape in America, we know is a crapshoot. So that is a little bit tough. Then... The next reminder was getting the bags. You get the bags and then you have to, you know, you're ready to just like be out, but you have to wait for the bags to come through on the carousel. You have to, when you're going into customs, you have to uh, pick it up, then recheck them, then go to your, to your final, get to your gate for the international uh, portion of the flight. Um, and then it's the same on the way back. So, I mean, it just takes a while. Like that's like just the, the main thing. And to be fair, um, my homegirl, who I referenced earlier, she was a real one because she was like, you know, she was like, if they, if if it was gonna be that my bag or the or the flight, I was gonna dish the bag. <laughs> and I was like, you were a real one for that. So, um, you know, that that is also an essential is you know traveling with folk who can kind of maneuver and who can um, adjust and who are flexible with like what happens because. Yeah, I mean, there's you never know someone until you really travel with them. Um, and I, I actually don't think I've told this story, but JT Fit and Fresh and AT Legend, Turner and Penn, who have been on the show a couple of times. You've heard me reference them numerous times. We're actually going out to Denver to celebrate uh, JT Fit and Fresh's birthday uh, in October. So we'll definitely get in, uh, get an episode in out there. Um, however... The first time we traveled internationally together, we went to Europe. We went to Rome, Paris, and Amsterdam. And when we were in Rome, and we've honestly debated this because I believe this happened in Rome. They believe it happened in Paris. But anyways, we woke up, and I was up. We had a late night. We had a real late night. We we kicked it very hard. and um, But we had an early-ish type of flight. So just to be more specific, we partied until call it 4 a.m. and we had a flight that left at like 8 or 9. And so I got up. I was I was ready because there have been times that I'm reforming myself as a habitually tardy person <laughs> and I have rehabbed myself. And so I'm here to tell you I was up. I was not the problem. Um, but they were knocked out. JT Fit and Fresh got up. He's he got he got dressed. He was he was dragging a little bit, but he made it. Penn was struggling. I mean, str- struggling, struggling so tough. And we got to so we're hustling. We get to the train. I'm like, come on, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. We're on the train, and this dude Penn left his ticket for the train um, at the hotel when we were at the station, and that was when we knew like it was a wrap. So we like take our time. We get to the to the airport. And we uh, go up to the to the customer service desk. We're like, hey, um, you know, this is the situation. Um, you know, we were supposed to be on this flight. We missed this flight. Can we can we rebook? And she was and she looked at us in her eyes and she was like, hey, um, y'all booked. We booked a package deal. So this was all like all of these, all of the hotels and all of the flights, like all that. We bought all that together. And we we're on the first leg of the trip. Um and or first or second, that's what's being debated. And she looked at us, she said, the rest of your trip is invalidated. So we had paid <laughs> fifteen hundred bucks for all of it, which was a very good deal for like flights and hotels and trains 
international intercontinentally um and so it was a pretty it was a pretty good deal but we had only gotten about like 30% of that value <laughs> you know what i mean so it was so there was still a lot of trip left and she was basically like we're going this doesn't like your it, it this invalidates the rest of your itinerary and i was i was so sad i didn't have i didn't have any bread this is when i believed in credit because i because JT Fitness has tried to teach me about credit for quite some time at that point. I was 26 or something like that. Um, he had tried to teach me about credit for, for some time. And I was just like, nah, cash only, cash only, cash only, you know, following the Dave Ramsey model. If y'all don't know about Dave Ramsey, y'all should check him out. Um, but anyways, I was like, you know, I'm, this is it. But then this was the first, this was an emergency. This was a legitimate travel emergency <laughs> where I was going to have to buy a flight home. And I did not have, and I didn't have internet connection to transfer my money. I didn't have that type of cash on me. And I had zero way of, of getting this money from, to my, to a checking account or not even to a checking account, but just like in my possession so I could give it to them so I could go home and tuck my tail and then hide out for the rest of the week or the, the rest of the time I was supposed to be away. So I didn't have to talk about how I had blown this, this international trip. Long story short, I'm talking to <laughs> I'm talking to to the to the customer service agent. Uh, Turner jump on the jumps on the phone to call um, to call the the person who the company that we have booked with. We go back and forth. We're trying to figure everything out, and then we finally get them to agree, get them on the phone together, and then they you shine on us and let and let us through. But that was the most valuable lesson of my life because or my travel life, just because it teaches you like it it bound us so tough. This is a story we still talk about today, um, just in terms of like nobody panicked. No, but but everybody like played their played their role, and and we came together for to find a solution, and we were able to like not have to pay for an extra, uh, not have to double pay for a trip back to America, and we were able to continue with our on our on our trip. The resolution was we basically that we agreed that they would that we would just buy our next leg uh, to get us to the um, to Amsterdam or to Rome, and then we would go from there. So. A bit of a long-winded story. However, it was stressful, bro. But anyways, we arrived in the Cayman Islands. We stayed at Margaritaville, and this was a bit of a difference. I wanted to go on this on this trip because one, I'm notably terrible at beach vacations, and two, I'm notably terrible at vacations where you don't have to do anything. A lot of my trips are, as you all know, are exploratory, where it's just I'm hitting the ground. We're rolling. As soon as we, as soon as we touch down, it's like we're going to see this site and this site, and we're hiking this and we're doing this and we're X Y Z. And it's just, it's just busy, and we're just going and we're it's uncharted territory. The game isn't really like that, <laughs> you know. It's very much up a more traditional uh, vacation alley of just like chill. It was very like wake up in the morning, pool, beach, pool, eat, drink beach chill like that was kind of the cadence and it really helped from like a recharge type of situation i've had a stressful time um just with 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 work and with life and just like you know it just have been a lot so i i think and i'm i'm bad about taking time off and so it was just a great time to just recharge my batteries and to just chill out within uh, in a place that i had never been before there was, um, we did hit some activities, went to uh, Stingray Bay, 
which was a very dope experience. Um, and it was something that I thought was, I was excited. I, I was a little nervous because, you know, that's what killed Steve Irwin. Um, he took a stingray stinger to the, to the heart. Um, and so every time the, <laughs> the captain and the people that were with um, Red Sport, Dang it. Red Sail Sports, uh, who I thought I, was, I thought I had forgotten for a high second. Um, but I kept asking. I was like, is this, what, is this what killed Steve Irwin? Is this what killed Steve Irwin? Like, I was really trying to, like, pinpoint it out. But what was really interesting was, like, the the majestic stingrays that you all see um, are the females. Because the females are six feet wingtip to wingtip, whereas the males are two feet wingtip to wingtip so very interesting when you see like what looks to be like a baby stingray and they're like no that's the that's the man uh and all of all of these are the are the women so you know just another example of of females being majestic and uh outperforming the men so you know it happens like that sometimes also i took some time out on the boat to touch base with captain chris uh, who was our fearless leader in the in the not so choppy waters um, to give us uh, some context about Stingray Bay? So here's Captain Chris. So I'm here with Captain Chris of uh, Red Sail Sports, um, and we're coming back, heading back to shore from the uh, seeing the stingrays, doing a little snorkeling, doing a little diving, and whatnot. Um, and so I asked him to share with us a little bit of like what we've done today and why we should do it. So thanks for uh, agreeing to, to let me get a couple sound bites from you. My, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, um, being able to take people out to uh, Stingray City, uh, one of the few places in the Caribbean that does it. Um, five miles from shore, being able to stand in waist deep water and interact with the Southern Atlantic Stingray is pretty unique um, to this area. Uh, it's been going on for about 40 years. Um, it is the number one attraction here in the Cayman Islands. That's awesome. Um, tracks, um, I think, something like a million and a half visitors um, per annum, um, so it's a big boost to the economy, and it's such a safe and um, easy place to come and interact with right. wild stingrays. Um, you were saying that, they, that they're free to come and go as they please, as free opposed to, to other... as they please, yeah, so if they're... Um, not, not feeling it, then they just don't bother turning off. Um, <laughs> right. if, if, if they're having an off day, then they can go and chill out somewhere else. Right. But, um, most of the time, you'll find that there's somewhere around about 30 to 50 stingrays okay. around the sandbar. Um, on a yeah, there were a lot basis. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today was a good day. Um, there, was, there was probably close to 50 stingrays right. that day. So. Um, but yeah, once they've had a bit of food and they've done their thing with the uh, tourists and that, they go off and chill out for a bit and right. maybe come back in an hour or two and get some more food and right. do a little bit more. Uh, so it's unique that way where um, they're not penned in or anything. Um, they still have to hunt for themselves because uh, of the restrictions on how much food and that we can bring out. So. Okay. It allows them to keep a balanced diet and uh, maintain a fairly healthy lifestyle like that. That's good stuff. So this is something that somebody should definitely do if they're coming to the, to the Cayman Islands. Right? Yeah. If you're coming to the Cayman Islands, then that would be the thing to do. Um, I've been doing it for 11 and a half years. Oh, okay, cool. It never, never gets old. Right. Um, it's always great bringing new people out as well as people that have been here before. 
um, just to see their reactions when uh, they get a hold or one rubs up against them. <laughs> yeah, they were surprisingly friendly. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. so definitely the thing to do if you're coming to the Cayman Islands. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Not to be missed. <laughs> so while the uh, Stingray Bay was definitely like the highlight of this trip, that's not because there was necessarily like a shortage of other cool things to do. It was just that, that I was only there for like a hot second in all the, in all reality. Like it was, I think it was four days, three nights. So, I mean, not a ton of time to do things and I prioritize relaxation over the adventure for this time. However, um, the lovely Jules who was on the last episode speaking about Australia, she definitely hooked up the entire list of places to go. So, I mean, they've got a bioluminescent bay there, which, um, I actually, we never did a uh, a Puerto Rican a Puerto Rico episode. I need to do that. There was trouble in paradise over during that during that time period, so I didn't necessarily get a chance to uh, to debrief on that. However, um, the Puerto Rico has a uh, has a bioluminescent bay as well, um, and so that. Puerto Rico has a bioluminescent bay as well, and that's where I had experienced that. For those of you who do not know the bio, what the bioluminescent bay is, it's basically um, so in in Puerto Rico you like will uh, kayak through a through a channel through a strait into a lagoon, and it opens up. And while you get while you're getting hit with branches and the mosquitoes are tearing you up uh, <laughs> while you're driving down the strait, uh, once you get to the lagoon, it is one of the most tranquil and peaceful experiences of that you that you will have i mean it was just the sky was so clear the stars were out you you were um directly in the moonlight and then it was just it was just peaceful it was quiet it was just it was beautiful um and it was literally a clear black night a clear white moon word to warren g and nate dog rp but anyways they um and then you can you can agitate the water and there are these glowing Organisms that will that will light up, and those are the the microorganisms that um, that create the bioluminescence. So I thought it to be interesting. Uh, it's kind of there are in a few spots within the within the Caribbean and within um, that kind of that Central American uh, region. Um, and so there was. I was just interested. I was I was surprised to hear that there was a bioluminescent bay in in the Cayman Islands. Additionally, uh, some of you who follow the travel guides um, on Instagram saw my tour through Georgetown. Georgetown is like a cool little um, town within the within a town, basically, or so or like a, a region where they've got like some um, shops and restaurants and all that stuff. It's like it's very. Uh, cute area, charming, where you can go and and walk around. Uh, I was able to take a bike uh, from the hotel and bike down there, which was which was kind of dope. Um, and that was like that was it was just nice to to go down there and see a little bit, see the other the other parts of where we were staying in the Caymans. Additionally, they've got Starfish Cove, which is very similar to uh, Stingray Bay in that it's coated with starfish, and but you can like pick them up and you know take pictures with them what have you if that's your if that's your ministry go ahead and do that and and rum point rum point is also a a dope site that you can that you can see and i mean the beach is the beach is beautiful seven mile beach it is a lovely 
beach where you can spend some time there. Jules was gracious enough to also give me things that you shouldn't do, which was which was kind of dope. Turtle Farm was at the top of that. She said, and I quote, it smells and isn't that impressive. So I would say don't do that. The pirate ship cruise, that sounds kind of corny off rip. And then she said swimming with the dolphins. Just fun, but there's better places to go and better ways to uh, spend your time. And they also have this place called Hell, which is a small spot at the end of Seven Mile Beach where they do postcards. It sounds pretty corny as well. So I think you can use your own discernment and not be caught up in these tourist traps but all in all i mean the the caymans was what it was supposed to be right like it was a very relaxing trip you are away you're technically international but you're not super far and you know they're not it's not super expensive by any means so it's it's just it's a it was a nice it was a nice getaway Great for, I would imagine, great for families, but also great for solo or small groups because y'all can just go down there and just like vibe out, you know. So I definitely uh, appreciated my time there. Not sure that I will be rushing back there, but it was it was cool for what it was. I, I think that I was persuaded, however, to start to incorporate more beach vacations into my travel log or travel regimen or you know what I'm saying I'm just going on I'm going to go to more beaches so this was a lovely conclusion to shirtless wanderer season uh we're having a little bit of a uh, of an indian summer right now so I'm going to try to you know get a get a few more days out but you know no promises um, and so, not to belabor the point, I think that will do it for this episode of the Travel Guides. Um, as far as the closing announcements, please, if you have not subscribed, please do so. You can do so on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're working on Spotify. I've gotten some feedback that people have been looking for us on Spotify. But um, also, want to thank the listeners. We um, just continue to, to grow, and so I'm just very grateful to the dedicated listenership. Thank you for passing this along to your friends. Um, if you have not done that, please be a blessing to your friends. They will love you more for it. And additionally, follow us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at the Travel Guides at Y-E-S-S-U-R-O-7. Yes, sir. And go ahead and follow the kid at GQ50. And that'll do it for another episode of the Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.